Hey friend, well, the Christmas day has come and gone and I just pray that it was a blessing to you, that you and your family just had a really amazing weekend of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Since this year it fell on a weekend, but here we are. It's the day after Christmas when this is going live, but you can obviously listen anytime. But we've got New Year's here coming up just a couple of days. And to me, I kind of feel like New Year's, it's kind of like the third cousin that comes to your family party, or maybe fourth cousin, fifth cousin, however far out removed that they show up to a family Christmas party. And you're like, yeah, I know we're related and we are supposed to have things in common, but we really, if we met each other out on the street, we probably would never even talk. And now here I am like kind of having to talk to you like, Hey, how's the weather? How's your wife? How are your kids? So I feel like New Year's. So the point I'm getting to here is that New Year's is like follows on the coattails of Christmas, which is so exciting. And then enter New Year's and we're like, what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to do something or not? Now, some of us homeschool moms were tired and we burned and we're burned out by this point. It's the day after Christmas. We're like, nobody touched me. I don't want to go anywhere. Just leave me alone. I'm worn out. Whether you had a Christmas day and Christmas Eve where you had to be out and about or you traveled or maybe you were just home and it was quiet. For us homeschool moms, it can just still feel like, whew, here we go. We made it to the day after I just want to relax. Whether you keep your Christmas simple and you don't do a ton of gifts and you don't do big meals, it's still, we're here at this point. So some of us are tired and burned out. Or maybe you're like, all right, we did Christmas and now I'm excited about celebrating New Year's Eve with my kids. But wait, they're little. I'm not really into heading out to all these parties and stuff with a bunch of little kids, or even if they're older, it's not really my jam either. Dragging kids out at midnight. And I don't even want to be out in the roads a little bit after that. I'm like, okay, I don't want to be out. I want to be home where I know it's safe. And so maybe we're excited about New Year's Eve, but we're not really wanting to do some type of party. So I today though, whether you're the mom that's burned out and you're like, I can't handle one more thing to have to do. I just want to decompress this week. Or you're the mom who's like, yeah, I want to do something on New Year's Eve. Or maybe you'll start off as mom, as the first mom and end up as the second mom after a week of chilling out. But today I'm going to share with you three ideas to make your New Year's memorable for your family. Are you ready to get those ideas? Let's do it. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Now, before I give you those three ideas that my family has done for years, and we will be doing here on New Year's again this year. So if you decide to do these, we're going to be doing them too, even if we're thousands of miles apart. But first, I wanted to let you know, give you a, a little mini teaser of an announcement that I'm going to be making on Thursday. Because as we all know, we have a lot that we are juggling. Whether you're spinning plates or you got some balls that you're juggling in the air, we have a lot going on when it comes to 
our children in the homeschool and our home and our marriage and just our personal inner life that we have, there's so much. And so come back on Thursday because I have an announcement of something I'm going to be offering that I'm excited to be able to share with you to be able to get those different areas of your life on track and feeling fulfilled in those areas and knowing that you are making forward a movement on those because what better time to start? I mean, yes, you can start these things anytime, but I know a lot of us come up with different ideas and resolutions and things we want to work on in the coming year. So let's hit the ground running when it comes to January. So I'm going to talk more about that in just a couple of days. So be sure to come back. But these three traditions I'm going to share with you today, you can do them on New Year's Eve or you can do them on New Year's Day. I just really want you to be realistic with your time. If New Year's Eve, you got kids that are going to bed early because you don't stay up late, save it for the next day. Pretty much everybody has off come January 1st. So you can definitely do this on that day. Or maybe you have family obligations, you have places to be on New Year's Day, and you slip these in on New Year's Eve. So you decide what's going to work for your family and what's going to work for your family this year. Maybe this year New Year's Eve works, but then next year New Year's Day works. Don't be so, don't hold so tight. We have to do on this certain day. You can do it either day. Now, like I mentioned, my family, we don't stay up to the late hours or the early morning hours on New Year's Eve. And I will let you know that there was a season in my life where I did such things. And we, James and I do not celebrate, we'll say New Year's Eve like we used to way back in the day. And I am absolutely not mad about that at all. But I wanted to take some time to be able to commemorate the fact that we are beginning a new year. And so I was like, okay, what can we do? So quite a few years ago, I started introducing some of these like one at a time. And then, so now we're up to three of them, which is very manageable. And like I said earlier, you could even do some of these on New Year's Eve and some of them on New Year's Day. The point behind it and the reason behind it is to help draw your family closer together, bond your family together Give your kids this foundation of a solid family. Help them to know what it means to be in a family, to be loved by parents, and to enjoy a relationship with their siblings. Because someday, they're going to be the parents. And this is the way we can help model to them is how we can create memories and what is it a part of being a family culture. And that's part of, this is part of my family's culture, is taking time to bond and have memories and create time together. And so your children will, this is modeling to them. Doesn't mean they have to do what you're doing. They're just going to take bits and pieces of it. And maybe, maybe these traditions are something you incorporate and then your children do as well. Now, as I mentioned, you can do whatever you want on New Year's Eve. So is it funny? (laughs) This is when you know that you are old and I'm completely content with that. Our kids were little, this is two houses back. So I'm trying to think of when it would have been eight, nine, 10 years ago. Kids were put to bed on time on New Year's Eve, and for Christmas, I had received from my mom a DVD on how to knit. Now, I guess there would have been YouTube, but we wouldn't have had it on a TV or anything. It was just, that was the standard. That's what we did. We bought DVDs, and we used them. So she also includes, so this is a DVD on how to learn how to knit. She gave me some knitting needles and some yarn That's all I wanted to to do was I just wanted to spend New Year's Eve. So I sat there and James sat with me and he, he enjoys drawing. He's his, um, his outlet of creativity is to draw. So he sat there and drew, but it was something that he could easily put down. So I guess maybe he had a pen in one hand and the remote in the other hand. And I would say, pause it. 
go back because both of my hands were tied up in the needles and in the yarn. And so that New Year's Eve, I learned how to knit and I still remember that it was so fun. Now, I haven't done much knitting in the past couple of years, but I feel like I could jump back into it pretty, pretty easily. But for that season of life, everybody I knew for every birthday and every Christmas, everybody got scarves. <laughs> I never quite made it past that. Let's just, let's just be honest right there. I can, I can knit a mean scarf, just a straight line. But don't ask me to do a hat or socks, okay? <sighs> that's not my that's not my gifting, but it was fun. It gave me some type of creative outlet during that season of life. All right, let's jump into these three traditions that my family's gonna do this year, and then I want to encourage you to maybe incorporate into your New Year's traditions. The first one is to create a slideshow for your family. We all have these devices called phones, whether you have now I have an iPhone, but I assume that you can do this on any type of phone. We all take a lot of pictures. Now, back in the day, we had film and a camera, and we were very conscientious of the photos that we would take. Make sure that they were good ones because we only had 24 or maybe 36 if you bought a bigger roll of film. <laughs> so we we're very careful with the photos that we took. Nowadays, you can snap photos of all kinds of things. You could take a picture of your kid in succession of trying their first food and have like 50 pictures of them. So we have a ton of pictures. Let's make use of that. And what I want you to do is to go into your phone settings and figure out how to create this is, well, this is what I do on an iPhone is I go through and I take photos. I don't do the entire year because that would take us a very long time to go through a couple thousand photos. I will just take photos from throughout the year, start January 1st. It doesn't matter if these photos, you're going to want to include ones that are vacation, but it doesn't matter if they're just everyday pictures of, of around the house, doing your homeschool, taking a field trip, all of those photos. A lot of times my kids don't know that I took certain photos until we go into this slideshow. So you're going to have to work out the tech part of this. And maybe you're not a techie person and you need to ask your husband or one of your kids how to do it, but you're going to take photos from that coming year. And, I, and you can take individual throw photos and put a copy of them into a folder. I create a folder on my phone for that year. So this year I'd have a folder saying 2022 and just put all of the copies of those photos in there. You can also do videos. Now, sometimes my phone has been a little sketchy. If there's been videos in there, we've had to go through and just do the video separate. So it might depend on your phone, which one you have, but see if you can include photos and videos. Cause that's fun to kind of intersperse videos. But when we first started doing this, I didn't have the ability on my phone to do any videos I could take videos, but I couldn't put them in the slideshow. So basically you put together a slideshow, maybe videos, and then play that onto your TV or some other screen. Again, you're going to have to figure out the technology. And on my phone, I'm able to control the speed of the photos, how long they take. So you don't want to take a ton of time. If the photos will be up for 30 seconds, you might be there for a very long time watching this slideshow, but you can adjust uh, the time, how long it is on each photo. And my phone will also play some music in the background. It's a little bit cheesy, but it's kind of nice to add some music. Or you could just play music from a different device while that's playing, just to have, have something fill that empty kind of space right there. But doing a slideshow is so fun because, like I said, kids don't always know the photos that you've taken, but they also tend to kind of forget what happened that year. And so we'll start back and we'll watch January all the way up through Christmas and it's so much fun. There's a lot of conversation. There might be laughing and goofing around and just say, hey, I forgot about that. Oh, that was such a good day. 
So the slideshow, this is one, I was just going to say it's my favorite part, but it's one of my favorite parts is let's say it's one of all three of my favorite parts. <laughs> I can't pick. They all are my favorite parts for different reasons. But since I'm the one who takes the most photos in the family, my family thinks this is, I think they might think that this is the fun part because they don't know what photos I've taken. So the first tradition is to create a slideshow from that year and to take some time. Maybe it's 15 minutes, maybe it's 30 minutes. Sometimes my slideshows have been really long, like an hour long, but nobody gets up. They absolutely love to watch it. And so they didn't really care how long it, how long it is. So it might depend on the age of your kids and what you all have going on, but don't include, it could take an hour if you included every photo, but don't include if you have a picture of your dog sitting there in front of this one window, and then you have a photo taken two seconds later of the same picture. Don't just one of those pick the best one or if you don't have time to pick the best one, then don't worry about it. I do want to warn you that if you have a lot of photos on your phone, this could take you a while. It has taken me an hour or more in the past to do it. And my goal every January is to, I'll say to myself, I'm going to open a folder and I'm going to put pictures in as the month goes by, or at least at the end of every month. That is always my goal in January. Now, do I ever meet that goal? No, I'll be honest. I forget about it. Some years I've done it for a few months and then I've forgotten. But if you enjoyed the slideshow and you're like, I didn't like taking that much time on December 30th or December 31st to do this, then look ahead and start throwing those pictures into that folder as the year goes along. That's my just little background trick that I unfortunately have never taken advantage of. Let's go into number two here. The second thing is to come up with some type of special treat for your family. Maybe it's an entire special meal. For me, I'm done in the kitchen by then. I'm like, I'm not really interested in doing a big special meal so far. Maybe I'll change my mind this New Year's Eve and do something big since we're all home and together, but at least incorporate some type of special treat that you only do once a year. And so this is the special occasion where you make this. For my family, what we do is a special Dutch treat. It's basically fried dough. It's like a donut, but just in, in a ball, as opposed to like a donut shape that we're used to here in the United States. But this is something that we would go and visit my grandparents who immigrated from the Netherlands. And this is something that they would do every New Year's. So it just kind of carried over as and a few, quite a few years ago, I asked my mom for the recipe. It's like, I'm going to start making this. So it's just been a family thing that's passed down from my grandparents and my mom, and then to me. So that's what we do on New Year's Day is I will make this special treat. And it's something that I only make once a year. So they look forward to it. So think about what would be a special treat or what would be something special when it comes to some type of food for your family that they would look forward to. That would be like, this is what we do on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, but it is a part of our family tradition to do each year. And the third tradition is to create some type of resolution book. I have a leather bound notebook that I picked up maybe at Target or Walmart years ago. And I use this every year and we only use it for this on New Year's Day. So what does our notebook look like? I actually have it right here in front of me. I want to pull it out to make sure I got it all right. Basically, you'll open it up and it'll have the date. It'll say January 1st of whatever year. And right below that, we'll just write down the things that we remember about that year. Now, yes, we might've watched the slideshow. So that kind of helps jog some memories, but I put sections. I have each of our names and I write down whatever people have said in our family. 
I don't make this something like, it's your turn to go now. Tell me what you remember about this year. It's more of a conversation. And then I'm just basically like the secretary right there, writing down under each person's name, the things that they talk about, that they remembered that stuck out, maybe where they saw God working in their life that year, maybe some momentous occasions, maybe just some things that really marked their year that they want to remember. And then I'll flip the page and the next page, then I'll write down our resolutions. Now, I know that sometimes resolutions and or having say like a word for the year can get a bad rap in the Christian community. And so I I understand, I can see both sides of it. How my family approaches this is for us to look at and, and, and they know we're going to do this beforehand. So they've had some time to think about it is to really just to share with everybody where they believe that God is leading them. What territory do we think he's taking us into? What are some experiences that we believe he wants us to have? What are just some things we're looking forward to when it comes to that year? Maybe what are some things that God's working on us? Maybe we'll say something like, my resolution is to be more patient because I feel that God is calling me to be more patient because I'm an impatient person. And so there's that balance between like resolving, I am going to be like this because we, as believers, we know we can't just say, I am going to be like this. There is only one I am. (laughs) And we, to say I am, and there does take an inner resolve to decide to make some changes in this past year. Maybe I'll share here in some upcoming episodes. There were some areas that I felt strongly like I have to make changes in these areas. And I believe that it was God really pushing me to really kind of come to the end of my rope in this area. And then to say, you know what, there is better. There is better in what he has for me. So that's how I approach. I just use the word resolution because it's a typical word that's used. Maybe there's a better word out there and you can let me know if there's a better word to use for this instead of resolutions. But that section is just, is still, I put down our names And then I just, again, it's a conversation between us all. And sometimes it might be somebody going and, you know, saying it's, you know, wanting it to be their turn and they kind of talk and then tell us, and then we can kind of ask questions and just have a conversation together as a family. Now in this resolution section, I do have a section for family as far as our entire family. Like where do we feel what territory, what do we feel God wanting to work on us? And where do we feel that our family is being led into? this coming year. But we go into it knowing that that's not necessarily what has to happen. And if it doesn't, it doesn't mean that we're a failure, that maybe God calls us in a direction, different direction, or maybe that was the starting point and we're called to that direction, but just so much bigger than what we think. What I enjoy about this is the fact that this is a, it's not just scribbled on a piece of paper. It is in a specific notebook and it doesn't have to be any leather bound notebook. You can get just a 25 cent notebook from the local dollar store. Well, I guess they're a dollar 25 now, but you can just grab it from your grocery store, wherever. But what I enjoy about this is that it's just for this. And we can look back at previous years and we can look back even on that New Year's day. We do this on New Year's day and look back at that past year. And did, did we reach those? And it, I think it gives us some good perspective after doing this for so many years to say, nope. I didn't quite do that. Maybe they, maybe one of my kiddos said they wanted to save a certain amount of money and they didn't quite reach that. Well, did you try hard or did you find that you were spending money frivolously? And so it's a good time to kind of look and see these were my goals and these were my ideas, but I didn't meet them and why? And it can be a little bit of a refining time as well. 
And maybe you're listening to this and saying, I have younger kids. Now, if they're really young, this might not work. You might just want to do the other two traditions and then think about this one and add it in as they're older. But it's okay if you have a five-year-old and they want to tell you what they remember about the year. Write that down. You can even record it if you wanted to, if you're into recording a lot of things and getting a video of it. But write that down. Write down their ideas for that year. There is nothing that is too small, too insignificant. When you hear the heart of your children, this has been, like I said, all three of these are my favorite for different reasons. But what I enjoy in this time that we take, that we sit down around the table, sometimes we'll join it in with our special treat and we'll do that. We'll eat that and talk around food is when kids tend to open up a bit, right? And so we'll sit and I can listen to the hearts of my children and I will not ever, ever tire of that. Because I know that right now I can see this in my season of life with my kids and they're getting ready to launch and I've got another one getting ready to launch and my oldest has pretty much kind of ish, although I'm like, your room's still here. We're not using it for anything else, except I do podcast from her room because <laughs> it's quiet and out of the way and it absorbs sound because there's a lot of great stuff in here, a lot of books in here. But what I want you encourage you to is just to take the time to do this because years down the road, you're going to have this notebook and you're going to enjoy looking back on it. All right, friends, like I mentioned earlier, don't miss the episode this Thursday when I have my special announcement just for you. But I hope that this has given you some ideas. Get the ball rolling. None of these ideas have to take a long time. None of them have to break the budget. They are all things that you could easily do at home if you're not into going out and partying on New Year's Eve. But I hope that you had an amazing Christmas. I hope that today you are able to just sit and breathe. Maybe you stay in your pajamas today. Maybe you just change out of your pajamas and put some sweatpants on. You go, girl. Enjoy it. All right. We'll see you back here in a couple of days. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.